Welcome to National Parks for Kids, the podcast made for kids and families wanting a little more information about the national parks. I'm Jamie. And I'm Brant. Together, we will be making a podcast for each of the national parks. Brant had this idea to make the podcast while exploring the national parks of Colorado to share information and some of our favorite things to do in each park. Come adventure with us. Come adventure with us. Welcome. The national park we're going to be exploring today is... Trustwood Tree National Park in California. One of the top 10 most visited national parks in the United States. The park is named after the interesting tree, a Joshua Wood tree. That's right. Our first fun fact is that it is famous for its fun name and is an iconic southwestern desert park that's been in movies, TV shows, and music videos. You can even visit a real-life movie set. The nearby Pioneer Town is a real-life movie set, and you can even stay at one of the hotels there and be the star of your own western movie. Hey, Mom, what do cowboys put on their salad? Cowboys? Do they eat salads? Of course they do, Mom. They put ranch on their salad. Oh, (laughs) of course they use ranch. Pioneer Town is a must-see with kids if you're visiting Joshua Tree. Add it onto your itinerary. Joshua Tree is famous for its watercolor sunsets and dark night skies filled with stars. And of course it's famous for its giant rocks, and I love climbing on it. Let's tell our listeners some of the best spots to stop with kids in the park. I felt like Joshua Tree was one of the most kid-friendly national parks to explore. So much rocks to climb at at every stop. The best time to visit is March and April for ideal weather. It is a desert and it gets hot, even through September and October. So I would avoid those months too. If you don't mind wearing layers and bundling up, November, December, and January are great. We went in February and had perfect weather. Long pants and long sleeve shirt weather. I would avoid the summer too. Let's tell our listeners your favorite stop, Brant. I would say out of all the stops, even though they were all pretty good, I would have to say Skull Rock. Ooh, it does have a great name. Skull Rock Nature Trail is 1.7 miles long and has interpretive signs along the route. And it has a rock who looks like a skull. Just across the street from Skull Rock is the Discovery Trail. It is an awesome hike for kids in Joshua Tree that was specifically designed for kids and by kids. Children from the local school district worked with park rangers to design this trail, highlighting 10 features along the route with information plaques. I have a hiking joke for you. It is what kind of music should you listen to when you're hiking? Ooh, what kind of music? I usually just like to listen to birds and nature, but I don't know the answer to this joke. Trail mix, like the snack. Oh, (laughs) trail mix, like the snack and like a mix of music. I get it. What other hike, Brant, would you um, like to recommend at Joshua Tree? Arch Rock is also what I recommend. Yeah, the Arch Rock Nature Trail and Heart Rock in Joshua Tree was one of our favorite hikes as a family. It's a pretty easy hike with just a tiny bit of elevation gain. 
The beginning part of the trail is flat and wide open until you get to a field of boulders where both Arch Rock and Heart Rock are located. Another neat hike was the one where we saw Choya Cactus. Oh, the Choya Cactus. That is a good one. It's more of a stroll and only 0.3 miles long. It is a flat dirt trail with some boardwalk that weaves along the Choya Cactus. There are five different species of Choya in the park. Teddy bear Choya can withstand temperatures of 138 degrees Fahrenheit. Most other plants would literally cook at this temperature, but teddy bear Choya often rises 59 degrees Fahrenheit or more above the air temperature. I have a cactus joke. Of course you do. What did the porcupine say to the cactus? Mm, what? Are you my mommy? <laughs> oh, what, because they're both pokey? The porcupine thought the cactus was his mommy? Good one. Now let's talk about the Joshua Wood Tree. It is what the park is named for. This is from the National Park website. Surrounded by twisted, spiky trees straight out of a Dr. Seuss book, you might begin to question your map. Where are we anyway? In wonder, the traveler pulls over for a snapshot of this prickly oddity. The naturalist reaches for a botanical guide to explain this vegetative spectacle. The rock climber shouts, Youch! when poked by dagger-like spines on the way to the climbing room. The Joshua Wood Tree is a member of the agave tree. Family, yeah. Scientists used to think it was a giant from the lily family. But recent DNA evidence shows it belongs to the yucca family. Joshua trees take many different forms. Sometimes they're full and bushy, and other times spindly and open in their overall shape. Make it with about 150 years and grow about to 20 to 70 feet tall. Some scientists have determined that some of the oldest trees may be even older than 150 years. I think it's time for our top three interesting facts about Joshua Tree National Park. It didn't become a national park until 1994 on Halloween. This year marks its 30th anniversary as a national park. The story and protection Joshua Tree National Park began with one person, like many parks do. Minerva Point. She moved to the desert near the end of the 1800s and lived there with her husband until his death in 1918. She fell in love with the desert and its plants. She was worried development was destroying it. Destroying it, yeah. Hoyt campaigned tirelessly for the preservation of many of California's unique desert landscapes, including Death Valley, Anza Borrego Desert, and Joshua Tree. In 1930, she created the International Desert Conservation League to further campaign for the protection of Southern California's deserts. In 1946, President Roosevelt made Joshua Tree a national monument. Then, in 1950, after Minerva's death, President Truman reduced the size of Joshua Tree National Monument by more than 280,000 acres, possibly to open it up to mining. But the Department of Interior did not let that happen. They wanted to protect it. It had unique geological and archaeological features. 
And eventually, Senator Dianne Feinstein introduced a bill, and Joshua Tree and Death Valley became national parks on the same day. Didn't the park almost have a different name? It did. A lot of people wanted to name it after Minerva Hoyt, Minerva Hoyt National Park. Many thought the park should be named after her, but it was a custom to not name parks after people. And Minerva said she preferred the name Joshua Tree National Park, and the rest is history. Our second interesting fact is there's an earthquake fault in Joshua Wood Tree. The San Andreas Fault is a continental transform fault that extends roughly 1,200 kilometers through California. It forms the tectonic boundary between the Pacific Plate and the North American Plate, and its motion goes right to lateral and strikes and slips. The San Andreas Fault and the Littler Dillon's Fault, which is parallel to it, formed the San Bernardino Mountains. I think our last fun facts should be a about animals. Great idea. Let's tell them how many species of mammals there are in Joshua Tree. 52 species. 52 species. Now remember, a mammal is an animal that has hair, is warm-blooded, they drink milk from their mother, and most are born alive. How do mammals survive in a hot place where there's not that much water? Oh, great question. Most mammals use perspiration, and the evaporation of this water, or sweat, cools them down. And some mammals use panting. What's panting, Mom? Panting is when you breathe kind of heavy. <sighs> like dogs, they pant. But both panting and sweating cause a lot of water loss. Which is not good when you live in the desert that has little water. So how do the animals keep themselves cool? A few desert mammals, such as the round-tailed ground squirrel, a diurnal rodent, or a small animal that's up during the day, enter a state of estivation when the days become too hot and the vegetation too dry. Estivation. Estivation is a prolonged dormancy of an animal during a hot or dry period. So basically, they're resting or sleeping when it's hot for a long time, like in the summer. Also, acting at night is a great way to beat the heat. Some animals that are active at night include snakes, bighorn sheep, kangaroo rats, coyotes, and black-tailed jackrabbits. Dawn and dusk are good times for viewing many kinds of animals because you can see both those just going to bed and those just getting up. Seeking shelter also keeps animals cool. You won't have to walk far in the desert before you notice many holes in the ground. Look around for those holes. These underground burrows are places where reptiles and small mammals take refuge from the blazing summer sun or huddle for warmth in the winter. Water sources are few and far between in the desert, so most Joshua Tree animals don't need to drink as much or as often as people do. Desert mammals use water more efficiently than humans. Reptiles have physiological adaptations that allow them to drink very little water, and birds can fly to water sources when they need a drink. I love learning about wildlife at each park. Me too. Before we leave, I think we should tell our listeners about the crowds at Joshua Tree. Depending on where you go and what season, it can get really crowded. 
It can be very crowded on holidays and weekends, October through May, and spring break. When we went, it was crowded at the visitor center and the line to drive in. But when we got on the trails, it didn't feel too bad. And as with most parks, if you arrive early, you can beat the crowds. Thanks for listening. Have fun adventuring. Thank you for joining us on National Parks for Kids, the podcast. We hope you learned some cool stuff. Join us next time. If you want to see more of our adventures, follow us on Instagram at National Parks for Kids. Check out our YouTube channel, National Parks for Kids. You can follow along and see pictures and videos of our trips.